Hello, and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast, where every other Friday we take a deeper dive into the one-sentence reviews on shouldigoseeit.com. This week we'll be discussing the 94th Annual Academy Awards, and we'll see if we have time for anything else. I'm your host, Bill George, and with me as always, AJ Rebecca. What's going on, Bill? Not much, AJ. How are you? How's Hannah? Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> oh, couldn't resist. I don't even know where to begin, That's... start, end, between. <laughs> there are three things that are burned into my mind. Yep. The birth of my child. Yes. The Challenger space explosion. <laughs> okay. And Chris Rock getting absolutely pimp slapped on national television live. I can't. I You know, we're recording this the night after. So the Monday night yep. after the events. And I am still processing. <laughs> there's a lot. I read a lot of think pieces. I talked to a lot of people. Okay. And there's just so much to dive into. We have to start there. There's no other option but to start there. Okay. We're going we're gonna to start there. But just promise me. Yeah. If it feels like we're beating a dead horse after a while, we got to move on. There's a lot to talk about. I agree. I agree. We want to be fair. Uh, to cover the rest of the awards because they were overshadowed at the time. They'll be overshadowed right now, but we want to make sure they do have their time poor, afterwards. Poor Quest Love. I know. The real the real victim here. Sure. <laughs> he is. That was not a victimless crime. He is the real victim. All right. Yeah. Jump in. Go. Uh, so here I am. Let me, let me paint a picture. I'm sitting here watching the Academy Awards. You know, I'm tweeting about it. We're texting. I'm texting other people. And at this point, the show was incredibly fine, like aggressively mediocre. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff that they were doing with the production worked. Some of it didn't. We'll talk about that later. Uh, And you stopped responding at this point. I think maybe you're in bed. I don't know. Figured you were heading to bed. And then they say, here's Chris Rock. And I love Chris Rock. I have some of his specials basically memorized. I still remember bits from when he was an Oscar host. He comes out. He does his little expected ribbing like a comedian's going to do. He riffs. Uh, and then for those who might not know for some reason, I don't know how you wouldn't. He makes a comment, a G.I. Jane joke, which is a little bit of a lazy joke. You know, someone with a shaved head makes a joke. Jada Pinkett Smith. Love you. I'll see you in G.I. Jane. Can't wait for G.I. Jane 2, whatever it was. And yeah. And then away we go. I mean, <laughs> I thought. He says the joke. Yep. They cut to the reaction shot of Will laughing for a second. Will Smith. She and rolls Jada her Smith eyes. Rolls her eyes heavy. Yep. And the and audience. He's laughing. he's laughing. And the audience sees her reaction of the eye roll and they laugh at that. Like they all kind of like are kind of it's kind of a groany joke. So I think they all kind of laugh with Jada about the eye roll. Yep. And so I figure that's it. Like and then even Rock recognizes it was kind of a lazy joke and says, oh, like he sees the, he feels the crowd kind of groaning yep and he does the oh come on that was a nice one or whatever his like rebuttal was yep and i figure that's it that's it we're moving on and then will smith starts walking into frame like stone cold steve austin i was waiting (laughs) for the glass to shatter (laughs) (laughs) and i honestly thought everyone started to go kind of be like ooh, like maybe i thought it was will smith taking like making his own bit Maybe like they're best friends. He's like starting to walk up to like jokingly hit him because then he hits him 
And I can't tell if it connected. I thought maybe it was like a stage punch. Like he faked it and made yep. that noise. And I thought maybe it was just like a weird bit that was going too far. And then the audio cuts out and I realized that's because they're cursing. And then it's just madness. And that's when the, I get all the texts of like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so that was my experience. And then it wasn't until I saw a tweet that had the Japanese media coverage of it with no censorship that you realize... He was angry. That Will Smith was legitimately angry and screaming at Chris he Rock. Was mad to keep his wife's name out of his quote fucking mouth. Anyway. Yeah, he was. What was your What was your immediate reaction? Because you I were still it was a up. Bit. Luckily, I, you were still up. I, I but the the fact that I was up is just a, a miracle. Yeah, I thought it was a bit. I was like, okay, like funny, but there was a delay in the the punchline and then the walk up. So I was like, well, right. maybe he misses cue, whatever. And then like you said, it it seemed it seemed like a like a stage punch. It seemed like he kind of right. like leaned into it. And then when like you said, it cut it cut out, cut back in, froze, and then cut got the end of Will yelling at Chris Rock. I was like, oh no, that wasn't that wasn't staged at all. That was a real no. reaction. Yep. So then I had a few thoughts that went through my mind. The first one was, thank God for foreign coverage of American TV shows. I mean, their threshold for <laughs> right? like right? swearing, nudity, uh, grotesque violence is just, it's where we should be. <laughs> the second thing I said, sure, thinking to myself is after he sat down and Chris continued was, are they going to escort him off the like he can't still be allowed in the building right like he just assaulted a man on live tv <laughs> oh oh oh, oh contraire AJ. They can't keep him in the room and then the third thing that happened is they cut they cut to commercial and you know how like sometimes when it's like in commercial it's like oh brought to you by coca-cola but there still has like a bird eye bird's eye view of the dolby theater yep yep as they all like get up get drinks yeah the restroom yep. he's in the corner talking to like denzel and samuel L. jackson and then like bradley cooper and i was like yep oh wait like they're like they're like making him feel better about himself right now and i was like the hypocrisy of Hollywood has come to a head. And then this is where my mind fucking exploded is that I was like, okay, well, they're clearly not getting him off the premises. Right. Maybe something's going to happen and he's going to be taken aback and then whatever. No, he stays and then he wins best fucking actor and gives one of the worst, yep. awkwardest, amazing, hypocritical speeches of all time. And I was like, well, that's a night. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, the man is a vessel for love, Bill. He is a, 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 a traveler of God's word in a in a vessel of love. Uh, the Academy comes out with a statement after the show saying that we don't condone violence in any way, even though you kind of did condone it when you let him stay. You gave him a standing ovation twice, and nothing was done. Zero, and like. I what I can't it sounds like from what I've been reading behind the scenes is they were scrambling like they didn't know what to do. And by the time they were deciding, like, do we escort him off? Do we what do we do? The show kept going and he got the award and there was nothing they could do at that point. And I think that it's interesting because I think the plus side to Chris Rock's poise in the situation of being able to literally be assaulted on television, get punched or slapped by somebody, take it, make a joke, and then just keep going with the award show. 
Not not stopping it, not saying, oh, my God, where is security? Is anyone going to do anything about this? Like, he just takes it, keeps going. The show keeps going. And then I think the producers were like, well, we're still going. So what now? Uh, I mean, it's like clearly rattled. Oh, he was. He, yes. I mean, obviously, you could tell from his presentation after that he he was rattled, but he kept he still kept his poise and kept going. And then they didn't know what to do. And it's just it's unbelievable. I just I wonder sort of what happens now. So as of this recording, the latest sort of news piece of it is Will Smith apologized on Instagram. He said specifically, I apologize to you, Chris. Uh, And he talks about being a, you know, a work in progress and he let the emotions get the better of him because it was a joke about his wife's health, which side note is another big question that I have. And we have not heard from Chris Rock yet as far as I've seen. Yeah. And I'm curious if he knew that Jada Pinkett Smith chose to shave her hair because she was losing her hair due to having uh, been diagnosed with alopecia or if he did, because I personally did not know that. So when he comes out and he makes a joke about G.I. Jane, I assumed it was just because she chose to shave her head. So it's kind of a lazy joke. Again, it's like a 20 year old reference, whatever. But like you're a comedian, you're going to riff some hits or some bits are going to work. Some aren't. Yeah. And I thought that was it. I found out about the alopecia thing after the fact. So I'm curious if Rock knew that or not. If he knew it, or excuse me, if he did not know it, it's just a bad joke and whatever. If he did know it, it's in poorer taste than I would expect from him. Makes the joke worse, but still, no, nothing, no verbal joke like that merits physical attack, regardless. So my, my, my wife and I were talking about this, right? And she, she, she had this to say. She said, if Chris knew about the disease, fair game. And I was like, whoa. Like, she was like. Fair game him. to hit him? Oh, yeah. Okay. If, if, he, if he didn't know, like, well, then, like, it just, it was a shitty joke. And, and Will Smith took it too far. I have two thoughts. One, dude is clearly unhinged and has some weird things that have been going on for a couple of years. Like he had like a Facebook mini series, the whole thing with his wife, basically like banging a whole bunch of dudes that were like his kids age, their open relationship. Yeah. I, I I'm only now hearing, I don't really follow page six type of stuff. So I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Like they're just a weird, they're just a weird, they're a weird family and they're very ego driven and they're very like protective of each other, even though they have, clearly have a very, um, not like your typical type relationship. So that's okay. one thing. Sure. The second thing about this whole thing that like just boggles my mind, right? I don't think there has ever been an occasion where an MC or a host has made jokes about another person's like appearance or having a disease or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I can't, even Ricky Gervais who had quite possibly the most <laughs> insane monologue in the 2020 Golden Globes. I mean, all time, right. right? Like he literally shit on everybody. Yeah. He pushes, he pushed the envelope when he did those shows for sure. I mean, I don't think he would, he would I, knowing him and his humor and his, in his comedy, I don't think he would ever attack someone's, you know, personal looks. Yeah. I, I think the, the problem now is, is just such a bad look for everybody. Like, the joke wasn't that good. It could have been if, if again, if he knew it makes it even worse, but the joke in and of itself is just not great. Uh, obviously, Will Smith, uh, 
should not have acted the way he did. And that's a terrible look for him as someone who was one of our last true movie stars, extremely likable, like just had that persona of a, of a fun, great dude, all of a sudden showing this side, that's not a good look. And then the Academy not doing anything about it and not knowing what to do and essentially allowing it. Like there's no security. Nobody jumped up. Nobody tried to stop it. Nobody tried to react after the fact they let him sit there and keep laughing and joking. Like, it's just such a bad look across the board. And the Academy has now come out and condemned his actions. They said there's going to be an official formal review of the incident. Chris Rock has said he will no, not press any charges or file any incident reports. So uh, P. Diddy apparently says that it has already been cleared up, as he promised when he came out to present an award, saying that they'll settle Fuck it. Fuck him. What does, he do? what does he know about anything? <laughs> I don't know. He's inserting himself. He's inserting himself. Uh, he says it's cleared up. And with Rock not pressing any charges or doing anything or saying anything, I wonder if maybe they have had some phone calls and cleared it up. That's speculation. So there's nothing legally that it sounds like would ever happen at this point. It's just a question of what the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences are willing to do. They could suspend him from the organization. They could expel him from the organization. They could prevent him from coming to any the next year's Oscars or any future Oscars. Inside sources are saying they are not going to ask him to give back the award or rescind or redact the award. Wow. Um, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like it's just going to be something that has to do with his membership or his attendance. Okay. Um, we'll see. Here's, here's my last thought. If, they, if the Academy wants to keep this hypocrisy going and they really just want to continue the ratings bump that went from 9 million viewers to 17 million viewers the minute he hit them, uh, and and if they really make up next year, Smith Rock co-hosts. Who would not watch that? Who would not tune in to watch them co-host next year? It's just a. It's just a. It would be rewarding bad behavior, and I don't that's condone what it. it. Would be yeah. But if the Academy Awards want those ratings, like they are trying for desperately. I mean, just I bet know, they do it or I bet they at least present an award together. And then there's like a joke where they're standing awkwardly next to each other or something to that effect. I just feel like shame on the people that gave him a standing ovation. Shame on like Samuel Jackson giving him like daps and a hug when he walks on stage to accept the award. Like shame on him, like dancing to his own songs at the after party, like a complete at the, at the variety party at midnight. Yeah. Fucking psychopath. I just you can't hit people. I don't you just you can't. You can't just go up and hit someone. That's not how it works. Yeah, I know. I don't know what else to say. It's it's still so unbelievable. I, I just don't get I don't get the guy. It's not like, you know, he got snubbed. People say he's got he got snubbed before, right? He got snubbed for Ali and he got snubbed for the pursuit of happiness. Okay. And I think there's like some weird chip on his shoulder that he think he might think he's a better actor than he really is. What do you think? Do you think any of that plays in plays into this? I mean, I, I think the dude was tuned up and extremely anxious about uh, last night. Because this was the, probably the closest and only chance he would have left to win that award. I wonder if alcohol played a factor. And Could I say been. that I say that because it is widely known that at these award shows, everybody's drinking. And especially if you're a nervous nominee, it's not out of the realm of possibility that whenever they do those commercial breaks, they all get up and go to the back and get a drink at the bar. And, you know, he's nominated for Best Actor. He's a little 
he's a little nervous. Maybe he's drinking a little more than usual. I don't know. That's speculation as well. But I know that that's happened in the past. We've seen people win, you know, during acceptance speeches, et cetera, be slightly uh, off kilter. Maybe that's a factor. Obviously, the drama with his wife leading up to this seems like a factor. Rock has Rock has made jokes about Jada Pinkett Smith in the 2016 Oscars that he hosted. Um, So maybe there's history there. I mean, but what's but looking back on it, there were some articles at the time from 2016 where they asked her, what do you think of Rock's joke about you and Jada Pinkett Smith said it's part of the business and you move on. Fair game. So it's just so odd that this is the one that puts him over the edge. Fair game, brother. I have no problem defending your wife. And I wish he just he could have heckled him, screamed at him. Yeah, heckle him. Yeah, I could have heckled like, him. Heckle him into the ground, but like hit him, like to go up on stage and hit somebody, hit man. somebody in front of tens of millions of people. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah, he could have heckled him. He could have. I mean, if he wanted to give up part over part of his acceptance speech, he could have said something then. Or you know, wait until the end. You oh, after you win the award, you go into the press pool immediately backstage and you answer a couple questions for the press, which he didn't do. Obviously, he skipped it. But he could have gone back into the press pool and then said, I thought what Chris Rock said was out of line. My wife has this condition here. Let's spread more awareness about it. Like he could have handled it in many different ways, classier ways. And instead, he just went up and hit a guy like I just. Yeah, uh, it's unacceptable to me. I don't. And again, there's a chance that Chris Rock did it knowing that and it, it that would make it worse for me regarding my view of Chris, but that wouldn't change my view of Will Smith. Like you still, no matter what, you still can't just go up and hit somebody. It's not how it works. Yeah. All right. So anyway, that happened uh, during the 94th Annual Academy Awards. And there was, uh, you know, plenty of other events throughout the evening to talk about. I have some, some notes here of things that jumped out to me. Yeah. Uh, um, where do you, let's go. Uh, what's the good the bad and the in-between. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll give you my good first. Um, I thought the set design was pretty cool. Every year they, they reimagine the set, uh, this time because of the 60th anniversary of James Bond, there was kind of a subtle, uh, spiral built into all the different versions of the set, like the barrel yep. of the gun and the intro of every bond film. Very smart, very clever, cool looking. They also changed the color scheme of the set every hour of the show. So it was a three-hour, attempted to be a three-hour broadcast. We'll get to that later. But for the three-hour broadcast, they had a different stage set up for each hour, which kept it kind of interesting and and different visually, so you didn't feel it dragging as much. Thought that was good. I thought opening with Beyonce's musical number was smart. You know, they're they're good. They usually spread the original song performances out throughout the evening. And, I mean, you're not really going to be able to top a Beyonce live performance, so you might as well open with it. Because uh, the rest of it would feel dull afterwards, uh, so I thought that was a smart decision in sort of in sort of uh, the ordering of it. I think we save the awards themselves to the very end. Let's continue with the broadcast side of it. Yeah, good. I mean, um, Amy Schumer, out of the three of them, she did a pretty good job. She had she had some of the best material for sure. She had the, the yeah. She definitely had the best material. She had the best delivery. She had the best kind of presence out of all three of them. Yep, and she even improv like the tension breaking joke when she came back after the the slap and said like i was changing out of my spider-man outfit what i miss <laughs> yeah. she was like there's a different vibe here what's going on like great tension breaking line that obviously she came up with on the spot yep um yeah the hosts uh we can dive into that 
it's kind of a mix of good, bad, and ugly. Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It, yeah, it's, I think they were they were fine. I thought I thought they did what hosts usually do. They came up, they did a bunch of material. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Interestingly, they said ahead of time it was going to be more of like a fun filled event, and they were not going to be mean spirited. But they did do some pretty pretty sharp jokes at some of the films. Sure did. Um, which I I don't mind. I thought I it was a little, just a little odd that they did that. Yeah, I mean, in and like it's all fair game, man. Like you know, nothing is ever going to come close to the 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 line crossing of Ricky Gervais. But like, yeah, I think it was all in good taste, all in good fun. I think the hosts when they were together as a as a a unit of three were much better uh, than when they had their own collective or individual segments. Yeah. With the exception of Amy Schumer, I think she, she did a pretty good job by herself. The, the, the thing that kind of like bothers me and it just, it drags and it's not funny. Like those individual, like pre-recorded segments, like when Wanda Sykes went to the museum, yeah, the museum. And it was like, this is just not, it's not funny. Like it, it, it almost feels like someone wrote a script that morning. It got approved. They shot in the afternoon and then that was it. And it's like, if it's going to be that half ass, like, why are we even like, why are we even doing this? Yeah, I, I thought that they were good as hosts, given the, the typical host role. But the the bits that they did in the middle of the show and towards the latter part of the show were less good and needed to be cut. And and that kind of brings me to my main point about the broadcast itself. Uh, it ran 40 minutes over. And this was the year that they said they have a new producer and he said, I can get this show to three hours, period, because they know that the ratings drop off. They know that people stop watching. They know that the fact that it's so long is what turns people off. And so the producing team was dedicated. This is the year we get to three hours. And they create this whole stir in the community by pre-shooting awards and then editing them in. Uh, which actually I thought worked really well for me. Like I thought it was, I thought that was a win. I thought, you know, they came back from commercial. They say, here are the nominees. They show them. They say, here's the winner. And then we're into the acceptance speech and they still got a live audience in front of them. And like, I can't speak for the artists. I don't know if they did feel slighted or how that went, but like from a viewing perspective of the broadcast, I thought that was pretty slick. And it it definitely saved a couple minutes when you don't have the music and the walk on and the walk off and the whole thing. Like I thought it did its job. The problem is any month, any time that they saved by doing that, they squandered in other crap. Like, so if they, if they actually hit the three hours, I think everyone would say, Hey, that worked out. Good job. But instead they're still 40 minutes over. Here's the problem though. The variable is the slap because at that point, ratings shot through the roof and probably everyone and their entire family wanted to watch to the end of the show to see what would have happened. Well, I think the sad part is I think we were all waiting to see resolution. Yes. Is Will Smith still going to be there? Yes. Is he going to win? And if he wins, what happens? Exactly. So then the time, the time between the slap and him winning 47 minutes. I don't remember like any of the awards and I don't remember any of the awards told in the, in between. No, again, poor Questlove. So those poor people, this is the highlight of their lives and it's getting overshadowed by the slap. But even so, the issue that I have with these shows more than anything is they don't have the guts 
to make decisions on the fly. Like when you are, and they announced, they, they really treated the show as three separate hours. And when at 10.16, they announced we're now entering the third hour. So AKA, we are 20 minutes behind at this point. You have got to adapt and change. And when they have a comedy bit coming up where they're going to start giving out party favors in the audience for five minutes, as the director, producer, whoever, you need to say, all right, we're 20 minutes behind. We're coming up on this bit. We're going to skip that. Have the next presenter ready to go. Like We got to get back on track. How are they not doing that? How are they allowing 40 minutes late on a three-hour broadcast that they already cut time with by doing eight awards before the show started. The problem is it's it's just so frustrating to me every year. Again, it's a it's a it's a variable bill. Like you, this is going to be one of those outliers at the end of the day like they want to change it and we all agree that it needs to be changed and this was a year, but that variable of what happened fucked up everything else that on how they're going to plan it for next year and two years and three years. But you got to, if that didn't, if that, here's a question. If yeah. that didn't happen, that did not happen. Would they be able to fit it within the three hour time block? And if I slapped didn't happen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think the slap added too too much time, but here's I think, the thing. I think it's like, why things, cut it? If we have right viewership, maybe I think things like the comedy bit unnecessary, like the mid show comedy bit unnecessary. They could have cut it as they went. They could have cut the pre-tape segment about the museum. Put that sure. online. Make it an online-only video. Hey, check this video out. Uh, they also sh- did a song. They did a, a Bruno. Can't talk about Bruno. Don't even get me. <laughs> they threw that in. That's not even a nominated song. So that literally, it was just filler. So like, again, you're telling me you can't get to three hours, but then you're also the same people that are shoving this extra content in. Well, they had to pay Megan the Stallion, like, 17 million to write a fucking rap in the middle of it and show up and perform. So you yeah. got to get your money's worth. And then they add in these voted on Twitter things, which are also a stupid time uh, the waster. Zack Snyder. <laughs> the Snyder cut trolls. Weird people. Yeah, they were, they were in full force <laughs> making sure that, that Zack Snyder won both of fucking those freaking awards. Idiots. Like, again, I just, there's just so much fat that could have been cut out of that broadcast. Uh, and it's frustrating because I do think the edited pre-show things would work if they save that time elsewhere. At this point, don't bother because it's not worth upsetting the community community that much if you're not going to save the time. But that, I think that was most of my notes on the broadcast, unless you have anything else. Any any other goods you got that are not broadcast related? Uh, the, the last thing I have are, are some of the thoughts on the awards themselves. Go for uh, it. Because, you know, there were awards. This was the Academy Awards. It's all about the, we're talking about the good. Give me the People good. People won some things. Uh, I thought all the winners were, were pretty deserving. I don't think any... There were no real surprises to me. You know, I was texting with you during some of these, and I was saying ahead of time, this one's a lock, this one's a lock, this one's a lock, and they all basically came true. Uh, so a couple well-deserved ones for sure. Um, Ariana DeBose getting Best Supporting uh, Actress for West Side Story. Uh, that was a lock, and and she absolutely deserved it. Troy Kutzner getting Best Supporting Actor for Coda. I cried like a baby. What a moment. Like That was a really special moment. Also very deserving. So that was great. That was a great standout moment. Dune sweeping all the technical awards, cinematography, visuals. Of course. I mean, that's a given. What else? Uh, Will Smith getting Best Actor. I mean, he. I would pick him out of that, that field. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I don't, I can't even. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. All right. And what else? Coda winning Best Picture was great. That was a feel-good story. That movie had all the momentum going into these awards. So that, that, felt, that felt like a given as well. So good for them. So that that's a deserving winner. Uh, Drive My Carding getting Best International Film, also another lock. Like, eh, there were really no surprises to any of these any of these wins, which is not a bad thing. If they're if they're that deserving, then that's a good thing. There was no, you know, Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan type situation. Like nothing like that. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. We don't need to relitigate that, that one. Uh, but yeah, no. I thought so. Overall, I thought the awards themselves uh, were well allocated. Uh, Kenneth uh, Branagh getting his Oscar finally. He was an eight-time nominee, and he finally won I had one. This no time idea. it was, yeah. This time it was for. I texted you and I said I had I had no idea. Yeah, he got for best original screenplay for Belfast. So good. For, I mean, I mean, the, the man's an institution. He's fantastic. So, congrats to him on on getting that. Love it. Uh, yeah. Um, do you want to do the in between or the bad? Oh, I mean, I already wasted most of my bad talking about the length. You go ahead. What do you got for bad? Uh, in between. Actually, let's go bad. That Bruno, that Bruno bit was just. Yeah, that was tough. It's a bad song. Like when you take it out of context and you perform mm. it, it makes no fucking <laughs> sense. <laughs> the pressure song is the superior song from Encanto. I or mean, the Family Madrigal. That's not even a debate. The Bruno song is fucking stupid. And the right. fact that they performed it and paid Megan the stallion however much money to write a rap and perform it instead of all the other character parts about like going bald and the goldfish dies and all this shit. Like, yeah, and they wrote Oscars into the lyrics of Brutal. And like you were saying too, like when we were texting, they weren't even performing the song to the audience. They were performing yeah. to the Steadicam operator with a fucking gigantic floodlight in front of it. That was what was so strange to me is it was so clearly staged for camera while they have an audience of thousands of people sitting in seats behind them staring at this performance. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a weird decision. Uh, I, I have another bad, weird decision I can throw in. While we're talking I about love bad. bad, weird decisions. They do a 60th anniversary montage to celebrate James Bond, which is fine. James Bond is an institution, brings in billions of dollars in box office for, for cinema. R.I.P. Yep. And I don't mind that. And usually I hate montages. Usually I think that these are the filler that need to get cut. This one I thought was done well, and I didn't mind it. I was like, great, James Bond. I love James Bond. Good job. Meanwhile, No Time to Die, one of the original song nominees, best original song nominees, which is to be performed as part of the broadcast, is done 40 minutes after the montage. How do you not do the Bond montage as the intro for the Bond song? Please. Like, what are we doing here? Not only that, but we have Javier Bardem. Yep. Rami Malek. Yep. And Dame Judi Dench in the audience. Why, why didn't they present it or talk about it? Yep. So strange. I mean, Javier Bardem was, is literally top three maybe top two bond villains of all time and is in the audience with fucking judy dench yeah i know are you people stupid yeah, that was dumb that was a dumb move not to use that as the intro to no time i don't i don't get and it. then you go right into billy eilish and she does her thing and it's a fucking beautiful montage fucking james bond dies we have a new 007 coming up james bond no longer exists this is his final farewell 
we know Billy's gonna win anyways. So like fucking icing on the cake. <laughs> just give it. Like, yeah. are you people just fucking blind or, an, or, or stupid? Or, what, bro? Imagine they announce the new Bond at the moment. <laughs> Have the new Bond walk on stage. I read an article online, either on CNN or Variety or whatever, and they said the way to change the Oscars. Yep. It's like half new idea, half year old idea. You have always said, get the studios to pay for the advertising space so we don't have to cut to commercial every 10 minutes. Yes. And this person's idea was, yes, bid. Bid on spots from studios and they get to like do special release trailers, unreleased mm. footage of new movies coming out or in the pipeline. Like, Imagine if we saw the first footage for Avatar 2 during the Oscars. Yeah, like exclusive footage. Like, are Fuck you yeah. like you think you you don't think that would get more eyeballs? That's what I'm saying, dude. Treat it like the Super Bowl. Yes, agreed. Because the, the audience that doesn't care about the awards themselves and didn't see Belfast, there's going to be an audience of people who do want to see the, whatever footage we have for Avatar, and they'll tune in for it. I agree. That's brilliant. So I don't know who wrote it. I'm not taking the credit. It was something I read online, but like that, that's, that's what that's needs to change. Yeah. All right. And then the good, the bad and the, the in between. One more bad thing. And it goes back to editing. This is my whole issue with this show is like the order of the broadcast. <laughs> they bring out the three hosts. They do their comedy bit for 10 minutes. Great. Fine. Got some laughs. Then all of a sudden they throw to a like, welcome to the Academy Awards starring. And then they list basically everybody in attendance, I guess. And just my head was going to explode, which was dumb. But then they go back to doing more stand-up with, I think, just one of them maybe that time. And it's like, what What are we doing in terms of sequencing here? Like, we once you did the stand-up bit and then you want to do like a cut to starring whoever, which is a bad idea, but if you're going to do it, fine. Then it should go to here's our first presenter. Like, and then they, but instead they went back to doing more stand-up. It's just very awkward uh, opening for me. So that was my last sort of bad. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know what they need? What do they need, AJ? They need someone who's produced and directed a Broadway musical to take over for the Oscars. You know, they, they went in that direction when Hugh Jackman hosted. Uh, he did like a musical number opening. Yeah. That was like 08, I believe, because he made a joke about Dark Knight, I remember. It's pace. All and we need is someone who... Good understands pace and momentum yep okay another in between okay so are you done with the bads yeah i think i've covered that in between was we had no pit orchestra this year not until the final hour not until the final hour first two acts we had a dj and then a live band with right. travis barker on yeah. the drums and sheila e yeah, I get it. Cool, cool concept. When I think of the Oscars, I think of the most beautiful scores ever written. And we're losing that by going this millennial young route. And, and I get it. Like, it's, we need to attract a younger audience. Sure. But like, it just didn't, it didn't tickle, it didn't tickle my pickle the way I wanted it to. Yeah, I think there are certain traditions. Like, I get you got to refresh the format. I'm all for that. I'm all for getting rid of certain things and changing things. 
but some of the tradition is the fun of it. And I think that having a pit orchestra that plays live the theme of whatever, as they walk up, whatever movie they're coming from, like that is a part of the tradition that I would hate to see lost. So when they said it was a DJ, again, they didn't, I didn't know that they were going to shift the set and the music every hour. So I thought it was a DJ the whole night and I was going to lose my mind. But then they shifted to a live band for the hour two. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then they brought in an orchestra for hour three. And I was like, okay, they've redeemed themselves to a degree. So it, interesting choice. I personally am with you. I think a pit orchestra the whole time would be... You gotta I, think, do yeah, it. I think that's one of the traditions you do have to kind of stick with to keep the prestige. And I love how they halfway through, they're like point to like the conductor and he'll be like in the middle, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a great moment. Yeah. Happy go lucky thing. And it like point to the camera. I missed it. That's the classic moment. Yeah. 2023. Yep. Is there even going to be an Oscars, <laughs> Bill? I, I wonder what they'll learn from this is my question. I, I think I think they are going to keep with hosts. I think the hosts overall quitted themselves well. I think they've getting, they're getting generally good reviews from what I'm seeing. So I think they're going to go back to having hosts regularly. I think the three-year no-host experiment is over. I think hosts are back. I think the pre-edited show, pre-edited, um, pre-taped and edited in awards are probably going to go away. I think the backlash they got cannot be pushed back on by saying it saved us time because they went 40 minutes over. So they don't have an argument to try that again. Like they pissed everybody off. They did it and it did not help. Yeah. So I think they got to backtrack from that and just do it live and, and eat it. I think they got to find the time other places. So I think that'll be a factor. I think three hosts was a little much. I think they should go back down to one, maybe two. Okay. Uh, that's what I anticipate for next year. And like I said, I anticipate if they make up and all goes well, I do anticipate them making a joke about Rock and Smith, either presenting together, I think co-hosting was a stretch, but presenting together or a video, pre-taped video to open it. Uh, very possible, depending on what happens. Bill, before we wrap up, any other final musings, thoughts, things you need to get off your chest for uh, the biggest night in Hollywood? No, I mean, it was it was a mediocre to average ceremony if you are able to separate the slap out of it, which is incredibly difficult. But if you are able to take that out, I thought the ceremony was fine. I thought it was a fine Oscars. Certainly better than last year. It's definitely a return to, generally speaking, a return to form compared to last year's Oscars. Last year's was also the lowest rated of all time. This is the second lowest rated of all time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, minus the slap, I thought it was. It was I thought it was a fine show. Uh, again, I have major issues with the length, as always, and very frustrating, especially after the commitment to getting it to three hours. They were very vocal about that. Was extremely frustrating for me. But minus that, I think some of the changes they made, some of the decisions they made, were actually pretty good, pretty smart. But we will see what happens next year. And obviously, the big news of this one and and the. The pro and con of this one was obviously the slap was a terrible thing that shouldn't have happened. Uh, it's wildly entertaining and fun to talk about, but it has now overshadowed all of these awards and all these people whose this was the highlight of their entire lives and careers is now overshadowed and it will only be remembered by this one moment, which is a shame yep. uh, for sure. So, uh, you know, good and bad. It's been fun to talk about for sure. And it brought a lot of excitement, but at the end of the day, it's an overall huge negative for the academy for will 
for Chris, uh, for everybody in attendance and who watched. So it's really sad as fun and exciting as it is to talk about. It's big picture. It's it's a it was a sad state of affairs that we got to see on live television. Your takeaways? Sure was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's shit. Like, it's just the worst thing ever in the world. And I <laughs> I, I don't mean the slap. I mean, the actual award show. Uh, yeah. We watch it because it's a train wreck. and We know how terrible it's going to be every year. I am no longer expecting something good. Um, and maybe that's part of the allure is that like you just get to watch fucking shit. Um, well, the allure is to watch famous yeah, people but, all in a room together yeah. and to celebrate the magic of cinema, AJ. The what? It's to celebrate the magic of cinema. Okay, well, a streaming service won Best Picture, so <laughs> you're, you're wrong. So yeah, I'm, I I don't know. I I, I kind of wish they just went to like a online only format or like a live stream or like a small press conference. But I I get I get that they can't do that. I don't know what to expect for next year. I, I really don't. It's either going to be wildly different or trying to go back to you know what it's always been but we know that's not working and they can't come up with any new good ideas so you know fuck it i guess we'll just we'll do it live they could streamline it the problem is it would cease to be a tv show they need to decide what they want it to be do they want it to be a celebration of the best of film and cater to the people that watch it because they care about the best of film and just give the awards out because that's what we're here for and do it in an hour and a half or do they want to make it a must-see television event and turn it into an entertainment broadcast? Well, they did last uh, night. And they can't, they, can't, they can't figure out how to do both, uh, or really either of them particularly well. So we're, we're stuck with this until they really like commit to an actual format change, which who knows how long that'll take. Add liquor and violence into the mix, and, and here we are. And here we are. Well, thank you for listening to the Should I Go See a Podcast next episode we'll get back to our usual format and talk about whether you should go see certain movies or not and dive into some reviews but for now thank you all for listening please make sure to follow on instagram at should i go see it 